Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. My guest today is actor and activist Alyssa Milano. Alyssa has played iconic roles on shows like Charmed and Who's the Boss? And in recent years, she's played an even bigger role in political and social issues. She was an early leader in the Me Too movement and made the hashtag Me Too go viral on Twitter. She's also been very involved in issues related to women's reproductive rights, voter rights, and ending gun violence. Today, I talked to Alyssa Milano. She's very interesting. She's had an extraordinary life and journey. And she's fearless in expressing her opinions and fighting for what she believes is right. And I'm really excited for this interview. In reading about you, I was realizing that I grew up with you, that I mean, I, you know, we forget that people who become a reality for us now that could be a peer were idols when we were kids. I mean, that that Mm. show was my mother watching and just like so Mm. invested. And you just don't think about the lives that people are living behind that. So now to hear all about what was going on 
from then to now is actually just surreal. So very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that that was such a different time, right? Because like we actually watched TV with our families at that time. It's so true. It, it wasn't like, you know, kids were now where they're just on their phone the whole time when, you know, it's very rare that I sit down with my kids and watch something all together as a family. So I think it's so true. And there were fewer choices and we were more focused, which is a whole conversation in and of itself. Of course, I'm aware of the impact that you've had on women and society. And, but in reading about you, you've been through a lot, like just so many different, not unlike myself, so many different things on your journey stick out to me, whether it's dyslexia or people using photos, I mean, using video of you, nude video of you, just like, it feels like you've, you're a fighter or you've become a fighter or you were born a fighter. It just feels like you're always sort of having to tackle something. Has that subsided or is that just? <laughs> I know, I just think that I've become more resilient, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think the chaos ever really, really ends. And I think that's true for everyone. Although I think people have, um, you know, relative to their lives, different types of, of chaos. But I, I am constantly amazed at how resilient people are in general. Um, and, you know, I have often thought like, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm bummed that I've had to overcome so much. It's, it's the like, that I'm, that I'm almost, um, and I don't, it's not numb. It's like, I, I, I'm good in a, I'm good in a crisis situation. Like what? Like what do you got? What do you, hit yeah. me, let's go. Yeah. And it's not until like later that I go, oh shit. Like I, I went, I went through some stuff, you know, it's like you get this warrior, this warrior instinct that sort of takes over, um, and it, for me, at least, it's not until, you know, well later where where I realize how how that could have been a traumatic time. Right. And uh, many people can relate to that in their childhoods and in their personal homes. But it feels like for you, this was really going on in this industry versus just in your in your home. You know what I'm saying? Like many people can go back like me to their crazy childhood and the things they shouldn't have endured and think about that and how that's molded them. But it sounds from what I've read about you that this is really something that this that had occurred through this path, this industry. If you had just lived a quote unquote normal life with your family life, you wouldn't have had this sort of journey. Yeah, I mean, this industry is, it's it was not an easy industry to grow up in for sure. You know, but I think um, what happens is, is it kind of amplifies who you would have been anyway. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, when I look at child actors that have gone through shit and made some uh, maybe not smart life choices, I think that would have been the case no matter what they were doing in their lives. Um, and so I don't, I don't think that's untrue for, for my instance. I think, you know, it's, it, and it's getting better, but it, it's a very hard industry. I mean, you, when you think about like, you know, I'm a, an ambassador for UNICEF and I travel the world to make sure that that people aren't taking advantage of children in the labor force. Right. And when right. you think about like acting, music, 
entertaining, dancing. We expect so much of our of our youth. Um, and especially like acting where we're working and constantly surrounded by adults. It's like, that's what I fight against as a UNICEF ambassador. Like right. there's no, there's no real labor laws for child actors. Right. And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Macaulay Culkin. I'm thinking of Corey Haim, who you, you know, mm -hmm. you tried to help. I'm thinking of so many kids, Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber. I'm thinking of all these kids with all this responsibility that the TikTok people, the Charlie D'Amelio's things like that. Can kids bear that responsibility? Should this whole clock not start until later? And what's the answer? What's the solution? How does it really get managed? Because you don't know until something comes out of the oven when it's baked, what the damage has been, what the result is. It's true. Um, I think that uh, I think that we need to put in place more regulation. Um, but this is true across the board in the industry. It's not just with children, but it's also like like women. You know, right. like I, I think about all the time how if you have if you ha if you're shooting a movie with a dog in it, you have someone from the humane society right. off to the side making sure that that animal is not being abused. Wow. And that when women have to do nude scenes or simulated sex scenes. There's nobody there to make sure we're protected or we're okay. And I think that that's true across the board in the business. I think there should be more regulation for young people, especially in, you know, and we're in unions, so it shouldn't be that hard to figure out how to oversee and regulate and have some sort of protective oversight. But I think it's necessary. I really do because I mean, it's a, it's a long list of of child performers that that grew up and you know came out of the oven and were not okay right when you revitalized me too and kind of you know took it to a stratospheric level did you have any sort of subtle chess move plan did you even though you may not have realized and you i'm sure overshot the mark did you <laughs> was there something underneath saying like wow I have this feeling this could be something or this feels like a wave that's cresting or or was it literally just shocking? The, the I, I, do, I, I do think that there was a perfect storm going on because if you look at like what led up to the tweet going viral, it was the Access Hollywood tape and then the election and then the Women's March and then all of the um the silence breakers coming out about Harvey Weinstein and then it was the the tweet that went viral so if you look at the big picture i do think it was like we were just primed for uh an explosion of um of really communicating that there is a serious problem uh, but i don't think i ever thought that it would be as, you know, as colossal. And I don't, you know, I, I remember a couple of days after the tweet went viral, I got a, a call from Sarah, my publicist, and she was like, do you know, do you know, there's a woman named Tarana Burke who's been doing this work that used Me Too years ago. And I was like, no, please put me in contact with her. And I think finding Tarana and the, the, the life-saving work she does with survivors was such a relief for me mm -hmm. because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I was dealing with my own trauma 
around sexual violence. So I didn't, I, I, I didn't know how to lead this, this, this moment. Right. right. And then here is this woman who had dedicated her entire life to survivors. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. And I'll never forget it because she said to me, I was on the phone with her like four days after, and it was just this, this swell of, it just felt really big. And she said to me, how are you doing? And I was wow. like, I am not okay. I am not okay. You know, because, <laughs> because the, 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 the heartbreaking thing was that I then became like, if I looked at my Twitter feed, it was all stories of sexual harassment and violence and assault and people really sharing that part of themselves with me. And I was still trying to figure out all how that made sense in my own body. Um, so to have someone like Tarana was amazing, but also like, I remember about a week after it went viral, I got a call from my field officer from UNICEF about Ethiopia and how Me Too had, had reached Ethiopia and four little girl students went to the authorities to, to say Me Too um, oh, wow. about one of their teachers. And that was the moment where I realized that this was so much, so much bigger than, um, than, than what I could have ever imagined. Then like a Hollywood Hollywood industry, like scandals coming out. This was the world. This was just a this movement. Was the, this was the world. Yeah. And they were, I think it was just ripe for, for uh, sharing. And I think women were just fed up and done. And I think that we realized that the, the way in which we had always been made to feel like we were in competition with each other, was like part of the whole thing so we wouldn't communicate around the water cool like i just right you know, there there was so much that made so much sense after that and i think you know i still think we have a long way to go mind you right well it's it sounds like it was the tipping point but like many people experience in in business you accepted the responsibility you could have just said something it went viral and not like you know taken that scary wave you said like i'm gonna you know call this woman and i'm gonna be part of this and sort of lead it and and connect you're talking about connection the ethiopia stories about just women really connecting the glue and that correspondence and communication making the sum greater than its parts that's exactly right and knowing that and knowing that we needed we needed that power right um, and also feeling like you know this can't we can't just focus on the Harvey Weinstein's. The no, world. right. Oh no, I know it's funny because it's pockets and it's almost weird that it sort of became trendy. Like, let's just get every comedian, let's get every producer, which makes perfect sense. But I thought to myself, what about the hedge fund guys? What about the sleazy lawyers? That, like, that's what right. about the sports people? Right. Like, it's weird that it's got these like pockets. Like this is in right now. You know what I mean? Cause it was like that. It was like, this is the week that we're gonna get Hollywood producers. Next week it's comedians. Next week it's chefs. Like it's funny it, and it did. And, and I, I think, think that was, I think a lot of that was that we all gave each other the, the strength, right? To yeah. come out and you know, I don't, I don't want to think anybody was, uh, you know, like it was a trend, like we were all hopping on the bandwagon. I just oh, think- Oh no, that, like, I just mean, why it, didn't the lawyer, why, why? Because even with yes. natural disasters, I call them in or not in, which sounds counterintuitive, but like, it's cool to be into Australia this week and talk about it when, 
when when koalas are covered in gasoline but next week we're talking about haiti so like we those animals didn't die last week like it's very it's just that because it's back to what we were talking about 10 minutes ago the cycle of news and media and yes. what they'll be covering but the problem still right. exists when the headlines fade that's so it's, exactly so that's right. what i'm saying like yes. we didn't talk about we never got into hedge fund you know or business right. finance guys we just didn't go down that road because the minute one pops open the whole thing will pop open that's right and i think that that's still an industry that you know is is really impacted by uh sexism and misogyny so you know i think it, it and money so, <laughs> money so, exactly you know the bigger the money the more people Power. are showing up yeah yeah um that's wild the whole thing is really crazy do you um you know you've more than brushed with politics and been polarizing and opinionated and fearless and marching and talking and um do you you don't ride the line you just always i mean it seems like you just have the courage of conviction um is that ever frightening is it ever frightening as it pertains to your career do you ever worry about that and you know what ramifications has that had like do you play it safe do you worry about getting canceled like that whole bucket of you know it being unpopular now to have an opinion i hate the term getting canceled because i feel like it, we're not canceling people we're holding people accountable for missteps right and it's usually in a very public manner and i feel like instead of calling people out we should call people in and have these tough conversations. And part of me feels really, you know, because the, if we're talking about like politics, there have been moments in my political activism where the left has been just as hard on me as the right, maybe even more so because right. I'm one of their own, right? <laughs> like, and I think that those moments are important. And I think being able to, to have those moments in a very public way and be able to say publicly you know like lizzo just went did this the other day when there is a word in one of her songs that that people felt were ableist and she went in and she re-recorded the word put out the single again and she said you know thanks for the opportunity to learn and grow i did it pub publicly uh that word i used is ableist and i think to be able to do it publicly and and set ableist i don't even know what that means ableist is is like um it's it's like when you have prejudice against uh people who have uh, disabilities oh okay it's oh. you know it's yeah okay um so yeah so so you know to be able to do to to do it in a public way i think is is important because maybe we get to set the tone of how to say, you know what, you're right, this was this was not and to do so with grace and and with an open heart. Um, as far as my career goes, like I, I grew up in a different time in this in this industry where we didn't really separate our politics with uh, with our work, right? It was it was Audrey Hepburn and uh, you know, Jane Fonda, and it was Patricia Arquette, actually all the Arquettes, and um, George Clooney, who was incredibly political act politically active, and 
you know, like big movie stars had a pol had political opinions. And I think what happened was, is that, you know, the, 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 uh, the right started to realize that that was something that they couldn't be a part of. And so tried to dismiss our opinions by saying things like stay in your lane, right? Like, You're an actress. What do you know? Um, and, and honestly, I don't know one entertainer who hasn't come from like, no, very few entertainers come from entertaining families or have, you know, most of us used art as a way to get out of poverty. So most of us have really strong opinions about, you know, the world and life. And well, yeah. And also, like, I, I don't think poor people should have to starve. I don't know. Right. Like, I just don't be coming from a, a family of, you know, who, whose, whose grandparents were on food stamps. Like, I don't think that anyone deserves to, to starve. And, and maybe the government should help out for those that are struggling. So I don't know. I just kind of go with it. And I think that maybe, you know, it's impacted like endorsements. Um, it's probably impacted commercial opportunity. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it, that translates to, um, I don't think the fear of people who are hiring me translates to uh, uh, real life because, you know, like the, like Brazen, which was a movie I did for Netflix, which, you know, I carried the whole thing. I did all the publicity. Um, it was the number one movie on on Netflix for a long time. So people, and globally, globally. And I think that's the thing that people underestimate is that what I'm fighting for, people globally understand. Right. And so they go, oh, like she's, she's fighting for, you know, so it's, it's almost like that quote, they thought they were burying me, but they were really planting a seed. Right. Wow. That's deep. That's interesting. I think and so, I'm... yeah. Ahead, so, yeah. So I just, I think it's, I think, you know, I, I can't separate it. I can't. Um, and I start, my activism started when I was 15, when I was on like the height of who's the boss, when it was like a top 10 show and um, uh, Ryan White, who was HIV positive uh, and I became friends and we sort of bonded on this idea of being othered. Um, and, he, and he asked if I would go on TV with him to kiss him to prove that you couldn't get HIV AIDS from casual contact. And I did at 15. Wow. wow. And you know what? My life changed wow. because I was like, and I'm sure you, you, that moment when you realize, cause you do so much that moment when you realize like, oh, like I could actually have an impact here. It's crazy. Yeah, I can actually change things. And once so, you open Pandora's box and you know that you can't unsee what you've seen, you can't unknow what you know, and you know that you could do it. So you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. So that's how I've felt since I was 15 years old. That's amazing. It's just continue to fight for, for those that have no voice. And it's been my, my most fulfilling work in my life. And I think it's more important to me than how many endorsements I get or yeah. 
or movies I get, you know, it's, I'm blessed to be in that position to be able to say that. But people um, come to you because they want you, even if it's an issue, that's not really something that you quote unquote specialize in, you know, like people, when there's a crisis in Cuba, people were coming to me to help when there was nothing we could actually do in that situation. Like there's not every single crisis is something that I could actually be helpful in. But Uvalde is a great example where people were saying that I, obviously there's nothing I can do to help these people's grief. And I'm not like you, I'm not that educated in gun violence. And that doesn't mean I couldn't become, it just means it isn't exactly the road that I've taken in relief work. So we, we raised money and distributed money for the families, which is a drop in the bucket, but just to do something to touch it. But it's not, not every single thing is something that I dive all the way into because then you would, you know, we all have our areas where we're sort of can make the greatest impact. And it sounds like you have really found yours and people probably rely on you. And when something happens, they want you to do something about it. Even if it's, you know, something that you may not even necessarily do per se. Yeah, and I think the most uh, rewarding part of it for me is is like, you know, going going to take a class and really trying to understand. Like after Me Too happened, I took a feminist class from UC Santa Cruz because I was like, I don't even know really what the history of women's rights. I mean, I know about like the monumental moments, right? Like right. I know Roe v. Wade, and I know. Um, you know, the ERA and the 19th Amendment and all of that, but I don't, I, I didn't really understand the history of abortion. Um, and so that's the stuff that, I don't know, if you could keep learning, that's exciting. That's, that is nice. Yeah. You know, and when, when I was fighting against gun violence um, uh, after Parkland, uh, I took a, a, a class about the Constitution because I was like, if I'm going to fight, and people are going to use the Second Amendment as the argument for guns. I better figure out what the argument is constitutionally against the guns. Right. And so, you know, I take a lot of pride and I think that that's why people trust me. And I think that's why organizations and grassroots organizations that are on the ground um, ask me for help is because I actually do try really hard to understand an issue. Um, and, and, and I trust people who are closest to the pain to teach me. I love that. I love that. I didn't know that. And I think that's great. And that makes a lot of sense because there are a lot of things that I'd like to do. It's hard to find the time to do everything, but this, this recent tragedy was really, it was, it was crazy. Just like Sandy, Sandy hook, um, which just certain things like really hit you in your lifetime. And it's just been a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to even. Yeah. Imagine. I mean that we, that we live in a country where our quote unquote, second amendment rights or right to bear arms, people like to ignore the well-regulated part of the second amendment, but the, you know, the fact that we live in a time where it seems as though that is more important than a baby's life. It's crazy. A technical, a technicality. It's um, devastating. It's a tech. It's horrible. Um, so I, I thought in reading about you, remember I'm, I'm, I just do research and, and look up things online. I don't know. And maybe they're not all true. So in, um, you not relaying a name, that's an interesting choice. I, un, I, I understand it. And I want to know, is that about 
that it was a different time and not ruining someone's life? Is it about not wanting to like, what is it? What's, what's, would you make that choice today? Do you still make that choice today? I don't know. I don't understand that whole topic and I want to kind of understand it. We're talking about, this is about your abuser, right? Yeah. A situation on a movie where someone took advantage of you, the producer, the producers didn't protect you, but whoever the successful person was who has a full life, you didn't quote unquote out them. Correct. Okay. And I, I think, I don't know. I think it's, it's up to the woman, like how much they want to share about trauma, right. And in their own time for their own reasons, I think is how much or how little or whatever feels right. You know, and I think that naming someone is, is gotta be about like what, what the survivor is comfortable with, with opening up. And I think for me, instead of naming someone, it was more important for me to kind of work behind the scenes. And uh, what, what I've been doing is working with SAG-AFTRA on the sexual harassment committee um, to try to protect women in the future from that ever happening again. But you know, this, this person has a family and I just, I didn't feel like it was, I had the strength or, or the understanding of how to even come forward and name him. Like I knew I could come forward and, and stand in solidarity with, with women who had uh, experienced this, but I didn't, I didn't, and I still don't feel like I can name him. Do you think, do you have any indication that he knows that it's him and that he's For like sure. Him? Oh, he knows it's him. And has he ever apologized or has there been any closure in any way or acknowledgement? Nope. Nope. But he has been caught um, in in other uncompromising Got it. Uh, okay. positions. So, um, yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, I, th I, th I think serial abusers or serial abusers and um and look i'm i'm just i'm trying to live my life with as much grace as possible and trying to heal and i just didn't feel like i don't feel like that would be uh indicative of of who i am interesting i it's just interesting I, I yeah i was trying to put myself in that position and thinking about that um, and we do so much so publicly now. It's like, yeah. it's like nothing is, is, is but quiet. But isn't that what the whole thing was about with Harvey and all these people and, and them being sort of, didn't that mean that they all had to take accountability? Doesn't the person not take accountability if they don't get quote unquote caught? caught? I think that what, what all of it was about is, is showing uh, society that this is a real issue only 1% of, of humans don't get away with it. So, and I think that's why women don't report, right? It's because yeah. it's always a he said, she said thing. And I think it's gotta be, a woman's gotta really think it's it's right to be able to come forward yeah, um, and name someone. But yeah. I think the beauty of Me Too is that we didn't have to name people right we could just show the power in numbers and people could say it's i mean 
you know, I was getting phone calls like my friend from 25 years that I, I had no idea. My best friend just called me and said me too. And I had no clue, you know, and I think right. that that was the important thing of it is that society couldn't look away because the numbers were so colossal. Right. And the numbers and, are deaf and that's definitely preventative. That that is obviously preventative. Oh yeah. Um, and and now we get to write policy, we get to legislate, we get to um you know, hold hold men accountable in other in other industries. Um and so I think uh, you know, me me naming the person uh who abused me wasn't wasn't going to propel all of that. And, right. and probably just just it would be yeah. about that not about the whole thing yeah and i'm yeah. by the way how are we sick of it of this these stories being about the perpetrators right and not like the, the survivors or the victims and that was the power of of me too is it took the focus away from harvey weinstein and everything he had to lose like if i had to watch one more news segment of you know Harvey Weinstein losing his business or right. losing right. his and, and I'm like right. okay how about how about the women who lost their entire careers in the prime of their careers in an industry that's not kind to women after a certain age how about right. how about we shift the narrative a little bit right Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Well, I can't help but think you must have been you must have had some emotional reaction to the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oof. Right? Like, you know, must have had ups and downs. I mean, I, I was very vocal about thinking, like, you know, it was interesting. He was made to be this sort of hero during that process, which I thought was misguided. She was made, she was, I don't mean made to be. I don't, I don't know the truth. There's, there's his, hers, and then the truth. I don't know how much media played. I don't know how much she lied or didn't lie, but I'm saying that what came out was that he was God and she was a liar. And I wonder how someone, you know, A, the, the feeling that you have about, oh, well, if, if she was lying, then that set this whole thing back. If she was telling any version of the truth and he got away with this because he's a public person, then that set, like, I just want to know the whole soup that the, obviously you're not a wizard. You don't know exactly what happened. You watched what was shown. I think, I think movements are messy. I don't think that there is one like linear line to get to where we're trying to get to. I mean, what no, I, but that was definitely, there were articles written about it. That was definitely yeah. a moment about well, an abuse, an, a, a, an alleged, alleged abused person coming out and people thinking one thing for all these years, then the pendulum totally swinging right after a time where being, a, a you know, a white man in this country is not that popular, you know? So like then all, it just is interesting. You have to say yeah, they've, they've had their reign. White you know man. what I mean? Right. They've <laughs> had then, plenty of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But not, now yeah, no, I think, woman, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think we often look for people at people like, uh, you know, people who are quote unquote movement leaders for our opinions on things. And I don't know that I, I necessarily have formulated what that opinion is. And I also don't think it's fair to put that on one case. women right and one case and one case but also right. women like it's not fair to look to Toronto Burke and for all of the answers you know and I was getting calls from NBC News and the Washington Post and it's like look I I I, I don't know right. I don't know and I think it's okay for us to say that that's obviously that's a very sad situation and I would definitely not want any of my friends to date either one of them. Thank right? you. I said water <laughs> seeks its own level. Like this is like I literally said he's the second coming because he's compared to her. This is not. This is Fifty Shades of Shit. You know. I said <laughs> yes. this is like a, you know because Drew Barrymore yeah. got in trouble for saying it was a seven layer dip of insanity. I'm like she she was it was she was incorrect in saying that it was a fifty seven layer dip of insanity. 
<laughs> yeah. Like well, crazy. Well, yeah. I think I think there's a movement to start to not use it. I think she got in trouble because she was using the word insane in a way that was derogatory. Right. Okay. That's so, fair. you know, yeah. wor words words have yeah. Fair. weight. Fair. Um a different generation obviously. But yeah. So, I don't know. And I'm still you know, standing by it. I think it was insane. I think the whole thing was actually insane. These are not sane behaviors. So I actually am sticking with my 57 layer. I think it's I'm all, using, yeah, I think this is not all like, really tragic and yeah. awful. And, yeah. um, but can we just stop looking at, at women to have all the right answers? Like there's no movement that is perfect. Yeah. Like we, like, I, 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 there's, there's nothing that, does not have highs and lows. I mean, when you when you look, especially women's movements, when there is a an, an entire system trying to knock us off a trajectory of equality and sustainability, and um, and when you look at that, you we're going to get bumped off the, you know, to use a hockey term, term we're going to get bumped off the puck quite a bit, yeah. right? Because because you know, there's a there's a system at work that white men in particular are benefiting from. Yeah. It's been going on for a long time and hundreds of years. And they're all in shock now. They they literally are all in shock. Um there's definitely a stunted nature right now in many cases, but many many are just acting exactly the same way. It's just an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Um do you so you're you've been public about uh dyslexia and how does that affect you on you know are you involved in causes about it about like talking about children and awareness and schools etc because i know that's one of uh that's an i was reading i'm like wow she had a car crash last year she's dyslexic she had two abortions Scott. Well, like i was like well this woman has you know she she kind of kicked off the me too movement like it was not what i was expecting from you know <laughs> <laughs> the girl I watched on Who's the Boss, like, honestly, you know, I mean, I was like, whoa, there's a, a lot here with you in a, in a very interesting way, but you're a strong bitch. <laughs> uh, the dyslexia, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I advocate for children who learn differently. You know, I don't think of it as a learning disability. I think of it as a learning difference. And I think that um, uh, it is important for me to show that you can uh, you can have everything and be successful and still have a learning difference. Yeah. Um, I also think it shaped really who I am because I think that not only have I had to overcompensate for my brain seeing things in a different way, but also. Um, I had to sort of overcompensate with the stigma that comes attached to having a learning difference. So I think part of my, you know, need and desire to continue learning and educating myself is partly due to the fact that, you know, people maybe think that people with learning differences are not smart. Where did learning differences come? That's where I haven't heard that either. There's a couple of words I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't heard learn. I haven't heard ableist Even any words that sort of identify someone as a complete like that that's their identity so meaning you want to say someone with a disability instead of a disabled person because saying someone's disabled means that that's their entire identity and also 
if you think about how we learn about um you're right it means they are not able like as a person like it's not it's not just one thing that is part of their whole thing that's a great because i did not know that he doesn't know that it's his own but yeah that's interesting so like prisoner you would never say prisoner you would say someone who is imprisoned um there's a movement right now to change the word homeless to unhoused um instead of saying uh, a slave you say the enslaved interesting so you're you're keeping their humanity and you know it doesn't become about who they completely are but by the way isn't this a good book for you like you could do you could do a chapter on each just one of these terms with like a story or many stories or like a background and what they mean and what they should yeah i think my book is kind of like that um yeah it's a book of essays about just my my activism and how i've misstepped many times saying the wrong thing and that's why i think it's important to just have the conversation like what you just did was so filled with grace like i don't you know you were like i don't know what this word means i don't know how i'm supposed to say this and i think the more we have those conversations and the more we get to learn from each other and um but again my golden well, that's role- interesting because most people wouldn't say most people think they're going to feel stupid if they don't know what something is and then they'll end up saying the wrong thing and then they'll actually be stupid like you you know I, you just said a word ableist i'm i i'm a very smart successful woman so you said that most people would just let it roll and be like i don't know what she meant by that but what if it happens every day i don't know what something means i mean it could be something really ridiculous in like TikTok, like not knowing what a fit is i didn't know for three months what it, that it was an outfit but it could be something really right. important like the word ableist Literally, well, I, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer of calling in instead of calling out. And I think that we need to get comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. Like we need to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's a great. And my golden rule, Bethany, is to listen to the people who are closest to the pain. You know, I've had so many conversations with people I love who are like, oh, like I can't, it's, it's, it's like the woke Olympics. I can't even think about like, there's too much to think about. Right. And I'm like, okay, but like if someone who had experienced this was telling you that's hurtful, you have to listen to those right. that are closest to the pain. That's a great, that's a great, it's great. That's really good. Really yeah. smart. So what is your family life like? I read you live, you have a bunch of animals around you. you have, you have a lot like, of animals. You've got your own zoo at your house. <laughs> you, you, I mean, what, what's your what's your home life like? You're married? I'm married. I've been married for almost 15 years. Is he still an agent? Are we allowed to talk about it? He He's not an agent. He okay. started a, a management company called Range Media. So he's a manager, producer, creator now. Okay. Um, we have two children, 10 and 7. My little boy is 10 and I have a little girl who's seven. Um, And I live on five acres with nine horses and five dogs and eight chickens and two bunnies. And my my brother and his wife and and my nephew live two minutes away and my parents live five minutes away. And it's a very um, sort of close community, family, uh, you know, picking up each other's kids and, and just kind of doing it. We are a village trying to make it work. 
But you There's made a traffic. choice to live a suburban life but still be near the mix. So I, I did the same thing, by the way. Yeah. I think it was important for me once, especially once I had kids. I didn't want my kids to go to like, you know, private schools where there were lots of rich industry kids that right. d don't understand like real life. Right. Wow. Um, okay. And then I guess I, the last question I want to ask you was uh, your rose and your thorn of your career. My rose and my thorn of my career. The high and the low. I mean, I think. They could be the same, by the way. Sometimes they are. I think my low was like after Who's the Boss was over and I didn't know if I was going to ever work again or what that meant. And so I did, you know, a lot of nudity in films to try to like get people. I don't know that I was doing this consciously at the time, but to sort of break the the idea that I was this, you know, girl next door that that could only be a sitcom kid. Um, so I would say that that was and it wasn't really low. It was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you feel like it wasn't necessary. Well, looking back, maybe it was necessary, but I like, just did it, it do that. Did it actually do that? I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe that's yeah. why I still have a career. Right, I don't know. Maybe. We don't, we won't know. I just know, I just know it felt icky while I was in the middle of it. You right. know, it just felt like it just wasn't comfortable. But it did, it is your rose too, because you wouldn't have had all these me too, this, this institution. Yeah, that's true. Knowledge. That's absolutely true. Um, and I would say my rose is maybe happening right now. Oh, nice. I feel like this is um, a really nice, time from my life and career and I'm writing a lot and getting to develop. I thought it was this conversation. Well, <laughs> I was like, wait, it's happening right now? Yes, it's ha that, that too, that too, no, that too. We wouldn't be having this conversation if I wasn't in, in you know, a good place in my yeah. life and my career. And, and um, you know, I've admired so much what you've been able to, to do in the way that you have used your power and your uh, wealth, uh, and your knowledge to change people's lives. So yes. Yeah, so uh, right now in my career, I'm, I'm developing a lot of, a lot of shows and getting to be creative. And, um, I feel like it's a much more, it's much more reflective of who I am as a person than, than my acting career. I love acting, but it, it feels like that's, that's only utilizing a small part of like, my capacity. And so, um, so to be able to sit down and write a script, or sit down and, and work with producers and, and produce or read a book and say, you know what, I'm gonna buy the rights to this book and adapt it. That's all really exciting stuff for me. And maybe, maybe like I needed to get to this point uh, the way I got to it, but I kind of wish I'd gotten to it a little bit earlier. Got it. There's a freedom in the way, in where your career is and an honesty where it is now. It sounds yeah, like and, it's, and it's comfortable. Acting to me is very uncomfortable. It's, it's, I mean, you know, I work very hard to like heal the parts of me that are wounded and then to have to go to set and like open back up those wounded parts in order right. to cry in a scene or it's just not, it's not, it's not conducive to like healing. You're constantly right. like picking at the scab when you're an actor and the good actors are the ones that are like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. It, it's hurtful. Like Daniel Day-Lewis, who was like, you know what? I can't keep going 
like I'm losing myself because I'm, I'm I go so hardcore into someone else. Right. Wow. Thank Fantastic. you so much, Bethany. Thanks so for all nice you do. You. You nice too. to meet you, you too. You give me so much hope. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. I have to say, I do not know what to expect from Alyssa Milano. I knew I wasn't going to be speaking to uh, a ch former child actress. I, I knew I'd be speaking to an activist, but I just want to say that she was amazing. Like that was a great conversation. I had the best time. I thought she was fun, funny, open. I, I learned things. I think what she's doing is great. I think she's educated. I think she doesn't speak about things. She doesn't understand. So whether you agree with her opinions or not, it doesn't really matter. She, she has a reason to have an opinion because she's, she's done her research on whatever it is she's passionate about. I thought she was terrific. And yes, actors and actresses do get sort of pigeonholed into, you know, stay in your own lane, which she said. And I think it's great that she's not in her own lane. I think it's great that she's in every lane because she's allowed to be in every lane because she's a person. So I thought that was a great conversation. And I think it's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm going down to Miami to shoot a new and exciting business show over the 4th of July holiday. And I'm going to tell you about that really soon. We're going to take a week break. So always please rate and subscribe. It really does mean a lot to me and I do read all of the reviews. So please keep them coming. Have a safe and fun 4th of July and I'll see you back here for more Just Be Soon with more fun rants, interviews, and some new exciting announcements. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.